So just just a little something from our children. So at this time, Chase and Haley will meet the children at the back, and Children's Church will dis- be dismissed at this time. Now, as they are going out, um, and isn't it wonderful to share with our children and hear, the, hear their take on things and to laugh a little bit. I really like, and I hope, um, I hope that Katie doesn't mind it, but I really liked it when, um, he said that she keeps the car on the road. That's important, you know. So, um, <laughs> um, another thing that, that I started out to do was to possibly video some moms and ask them some questions. I really, um, as I progressed through that, I really got the feeling that nobody, none of the adult moms really wanted to be up here on the camera. So, so I, I passed out questions to some people here in the church. I asked questions of some ladies, even some of the ladies on the bus trip that, that we had just met. I asked some other people that I have known for a long time. Um, so here is just a few of those questions and some of the answers. Some of them are funny. Some of them are more serious. But I ask, what is the one thing that you learned in motherhood that you wish somebody would have told you before you became a mother? That can be a loaded question. But I had some serious answers of how hard it was going to be to to let them be independent and grow up, not wanting to just keep them right with them. The total responsibility from birth. Um, one mother said that you're more mentally exhausted then you are physically exhausted. Um, some, several said, be pray, be patient with the children and pray for them more. Um, one said, hold that baby. They'll be grown and gone before you know it, so just hold that baby. You know, because a lot of times they, they'll tell you, don't hold that baby, don't spoil the baby. But, you know, then, then I had some say, you need to take time for yourself, take time to rejuvenate. I had one mother and she, she really, she got to crying before she could even answer it and she said, she said, I would tell anybody that you, you keep praying and you remember that scripture that says that, that, you know, you bring their child up in the way of the Lord and they won't depart. She, she said, because I had my daughter, she said, we struggled for a long time and she was away from the Lord and there were some hard times. She said, but she came home one Mother's Day and said, Mom, I want you to know I thank you for your love and for standing with me. And I just want you to know I've come back to the Lord and I've straightened up my life. So, you know, um, there was another who said, you need to remember that you're a mother for life. No matter how old they get, no matter, you're, you are a mother for life. And there are challenges, there are ups and downs, there are times of tough times. Um, the second question that I asked was, What's your most joyful time as a mother? And what's your toughest time as a mother? In, in the joyful, you, you got the things of seeing the cute things they did and watching them grow to love the Lord and all the milestone years, which are important things. And, but thinking of the toughest, I got some, some real answers. One said, you know, the thing of godly parenting, of, of remembering that there are times you've got to be the parent more than the friend. And, you know, we want to be a friend to them, but, but sometimes you've got to be that parent. You've got to be that, that authority figure. Um, toughest 
I had one share with me. She said the toughest was watching my children make some horrible decisions and then them go through paying for those decisions and I couldn't fix anything. I wanted to so bad. Um, so you, you younger people in the house, think about that. Think about the things you're, the choices you're making. Um, you may not always agree with your parents when they're telling, trying to guide you another way, but they have a reason why they're doing that. Um, another one said the tough thing is being a single parent and doing it all alone, carrying that load alone, being, having to be the tough person, having to be the, all of, all things encompassed. Another said, the toughest was losing a child. Another said um, that she had a son that was born premature. And I won't go into all the details. She told me the long story, but she said that he was born premature and they were told he was he would never walk. Today he is an adult. He He walks with two canes and he works with children with disabilities. So there's always hope, no matter what they say. Another, um, and I I'm, don't want to take too much time, um, best advice, and we already went through some of that, is letting them make some choices, letting them pick out clothes even when they don't match and just letting them, letting them be a kid in that. Um, take lots of pictures and be involved, no matter how you feel about yourself. You know, sometimes we as women, we're just like, oh, I don't want to be in the picture, I don't want to be. But later on, you'll wish you were. So do that. Um, funniest memories, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna condense some of this. I had one share a funny memory, and I'll share this one and I'll quit. She said that her young son, and she didn't tell me his age, but he come one day and he said, Mom, does God, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this in a clean version. He wanted to know, Mom, does God have certain body parts? The little boy. And she said, I'm sitting there and I'm wanting to laugh and I'm thinking, what do I say? What do I, And she said, I said to him, well, the Bible says that we are made in the likeness and image of God. And she said that satisfied him and that was it. But kids can ask tough questions. They can ask questions and they can do things where we want to laugh. When we know we shouldn't laugh, we know we need to take that moment to teach. But as I was thinking about some things to share with you for Mother's Day, um, I, I always think, okay, yeah, it's Mother's Day, so yes, you want to say something to the mothers, but it's not just about the mothers. We all are called by God. And one thing that we're all called to be is a difference maker. So that's what I'm going to talk about is, is being, okay, you didn't coach me on this. What do I do here? Okay, that might help. And then I do arrows. Nikki, can you help me? Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, um, but the first one, the first thought that I want to share is that as a diff. Um, I'll just tell y'all, I've been so nervous for two days, I about drove this man crazy. So, I'm sorry. Um, one of the first things that I want to talk about as being a difference maker is, as women, we are to walk committed as committed daughters of God. Now, again, like I'm saying, it's not just us women, but we all need to walk a life committed to God. 
And the reference I'm using for that is 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 that says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received uh, of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. In the Amplified, that scripture reads like this. Finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus that you follow the instruction that you received from us about how you ought to walk and please God, and that you excel even more in pursuing a life of purpose and living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. That is one of the greatest ways that we can be a a difference maker in, in, in the lives of our children, but in the lives of other people that we come in contact with, is to walk committed to the Lord. The second one is that we are to be an inscriber of God's word. And when I say inscriber, I know that's, you know, but we're to be living the word, but speaking the word in our homes and in our families and in our lives that we will draw our kids to want to know the word. In uh, Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 4, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep thy keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and and truth forsake thee. Bind them around thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart so that thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So we are to be people of the word. We're to be sharing that word. And, And I'll challenge you to be... But the thing is, we've got to know the word if we're going to pour it into somebody else's life. So we need to be people of the word. In the Amplified, that says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and tranquility and prosperity. Wouldn't we all like to have more tranquility in our lives and just peace? We need peace. But if we want peace, we're only going to find it through him and through his word. Do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You know, the Bible says, Lord, help me to hide your word in my in my heart that I might not sin against you. But it's not just that we won't sin against him, but that we will know how we're to walk, how we're to talk. You know, because um, I don't have this in my notes, but... Especially when we're around children, they follow exactly what we do. They're they're going to watch us and they're going to imitate us. They are. But are, but are they imitating us in a way that it's going to lead them to the Lord or away from the Lord? So we need to think about that. The third thing, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to pay attention to my thing. The third thing is that we need to know, we need to remember that faith is still the key to victory. It's still the pathway to victory. We, we've we got to be living lives of faith to have victory. In 1 John 5, verses 1 through 5, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him and that loveth him also is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, and when we love God and keep his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 
Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So we've got, we have to choose to be people of faith. Is that always easy? No. But, but the more we get into the Word, the more that we lean on the, war, the Lord for help, the more we will grow in that. The next, the next step of being a difference maker is that we need to be continuing to be difference makers even after our children are grown. Now, as I look out in this congregation, quite a few people here who, who are mothers, who are parents, your children are already grown. You may have children or you may have grandchildren or you may not be there yet, but you're, maybe your children are grown, maybe they're, maybe they may still be at home, but they are, but we can still continue to be difference makers with those young adults and here in the church with other people's children. I spoke to a lady this morning and right now I won't call her name. If she raises her hand, then I'll share who. But um, I told her Happy Mother's Day this morning. And she said, I'm not a mother. And I said, well, you may ne- have never have had children, but you've still had an influence on people's lives. And, and we are all called to do that. We are all called to be being difference makers and be making an influence on somebody's life. In Titus 2, it says, Older women similarly are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor addicted to much wine, teaching what is right and good, so that they may encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and children. Did you get that? I'm... Well, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't really plan to say this, but I'm going to say this. This, this is talking to the older women, and okay, I'm not going to tell anybody they're old, okay? But we all know if we're older or if we're 20 years old, okay? But it says that, that we are to encourage the young women to tenderly love their husbands and their children. All of us who are older need to be encouraging the young couples that we have in this church. We need to be encouraging them to love each other and and encouraging them as they're raising their children. Um, To be sensible, pure, makers of a home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. And and God has a perfect plan. I say this to you all all the time. When we're talking on Wednesday nights, God has a perfect plan. If we will learn to to walk in His plan, He has a perfect plan for our homes, for our lives, for our children. He wants good for you and for your family. We the the next way is that we are to lead lives of grace. Ephesians two says, "For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God." Not of works, lest any should boast. It's not anything that any of us in this room can boast about. But we have been saved through faith, and we can walk in in that faith and in that grace, knowing that He is faithful. I need the grace of God every single day of my life. And any of us, if we're being honest, we do too. But I'm thankful that that grace is there. He says that His mercy is is new every single morning. So when when I think about the fact that His mercy is new every morning, I think about, you know what? We may have messed up yesterday. You may say, you know what? I have messed up my life 
horribly. I've lived in such a way that if people knew, they would be ashamed. But the thing is, all of those things can be in the past. Because we can accept the mercy and grace of God today. And we can move forward in what He has for us. And that's what He wants us to do. That's what He wants every single one of us to do. Is to walk in that grace and move forward into what He has for us. Now, I've gone through these things rather quickly. But again, number one, we're to walk as committed daughters. But I'm going to say this, sons and daughters of God. We are called to walk committed to Him. And if we will do that, He will He will bless our lives. He will bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. We are to be inscribers of God's Word. We're to be sharing God's Word. We're to be pouring God's Word into other people's lives. Into, into yes, our children and our grandchildren, but into other people's lives. We need to remember again that faith is the key to victory. We've got to keep trusting in the Lord, knowing that He is with us. And then we have got to continue to be difference makers even as we grow older. You know, I've heard a lot of people say from time to time, you know, well, I'm too, I'm too old. I can't do all those things that I used to do in the church years ago. I can't do this and I can't do that. And that may be true, but one of the greatest things that we can do as we are older and maybe our children are grown, but we can be people of prayer. We can be holding the the women and the families in our church up in prayer. Because I, I'm going to tell you something. No matter where you are in, in this journey, if you are somebody who's been a Christian 10 years or you've been a Christian 60 years, 70 years, and and you may be the youngest adult in here or you may be the oldest adult in here, and you may, and there may be physical situations that you can't do a lot of the physical things, but you can be a person of prayer. You can take to heart of praying for the families of this church, praying for the, the young couples. I've heard people say before, well, I don't even know what to pray for. Well, look around you right now. Look at who is here. Look at the, the young children that just walked out of here. Think about the, those parents. Let's be in prayer for these families. Let's be in prayer for each other. Let's hold each other up. And then let's lead lives of grace. And let's remember, we need grace every day. But the people we come in contact with need grace too. Because, you know, I'm often reminded, we don't know who, what that person is dealing with. Have you ever been in a store or a business um, or a restaurant where someone spoke to you or to someone you were with in such a way that you thought, what in the world is their problem today? Have you ever? Nobody, and nobody has? We have. But, but think about it. We don't know what that person's going through. We don't know what that person's carrying. Not too long ago, we... You know, we usually go out to eat on Wednesday night before service. And we went in. We didn't go to Chick-fil-A that day. But we went to another restaurant. And um, we were hur- trying to hurry. And we had told the girl, could we go ahead and get our check? That we were in a hurry because we were going to church. And she said, oh, you're going to church? And then I said, yes, we are. And she said, um, would you pray for me? But just that little 
saying that we were on our way to church gave us an opportunity. There are many opportunities that we have to to take the time to share the grace, the love, and the mercy of God with somebody. But we have to choose to do that. We have to choose to be people who will do that. I told my husband, Madison, I told my husband that um, as as I come to looking at, at closing, that I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to do it. Because what, I, what I've been thinking is that I was going to, this was my thought. I had made up my mind that I was going to not ask everybody to come up here this morning. But I've kind of changed my mind. It's a woman's prerogative. <laughs> um, I, I asked Madison Wednesday night if she knew the song Sanctuary. And um, she informed me that she did. So I asked her if she would do it this morning. But what I want to ask, and I realize we have some people here who do not have family with them, okay? And I'm not trying to leave anybody out. I want us, I want us, I would like to ask us that we do come up front this morning. And I realize that there are people who are un, un, unsettled in doing that or you have health situations and you can't come up front. I fully understand that and you need to do what is right for you. So let me say that. But if, if, if you are healthy enough and you, and you're okay with it, you feel good about it, then I'd like for you to come up here and be with your, with your blood kin family. But, it, but I don't want to leave anybody out. Anybody who, who doesn't have blood kin family here, I, I want you to, to still come up front and get with somebody. But I want us to come together. And I want us to pray together as a family. That's one of the greatest things that you can ever do is pray together as a family. Now, I just saw John and Millie lean over to Elaine because Elaine's here. Sorry, Elaine, I don't mean to embarrass you. But Elaine's by herself, and they told her, you come up and pray with us. So if if you have blood kin family here with you, then I want you to bring that family up and pray together with them. If you don't have that, then let's get with somebody. I want us to just pray together. For yes, for our families, but I want us to pray that as a family we will begin to be difference makers for the Lord. Well, I've always strived to, to be a difference maker. But whether you have, whether you can say that or not, I want us to determine that today, Lord, I want my life to count for you. Because what, what do we want our life to count for? It's most important that our life count for Him. That we live in such a way that we're giving glory and honor to Him. That somebody might come to know Him because of the life that we've lived before them. Now we're all standing way back there. I'm not going to grab any of you and lay hands on you. So you can move up a little bit to give room for those who are in the house. Every father, every brother, every sister, every cousin. 
everyone. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us, oh, Lord, to live lives that we will be difference makers for you, Lord, that we will be living our life, Lord, that people can see you in all that we say and all we do. God, those who are young mothers and have small children, I pray, God, that you would help them, oh, Lord, as they strive to lead their family and lead their children to you. God, help us, oh, Lord, to be people of the word, that we, Lord, will be sharing your word with our fellow man, Lord, with our families, but with those we come in contact with. God, we we talked earlier today about hospitality in our life groups and how important it is to share with people. God, give us opportunities to share and help us to do that. God, help us to be people of faith. Help us to be people who who are seeking after you with our whole heart. God, I ask you to touch every home and every family that is represented here today, oh Lord. God, be with them, minister to them, Lord, and help us, oh Lord, to live lives glorifying you, Lord. Lives seeking after you. God, I pray, Lord, that every child that is over in Children's Church right now and all of the workers, I pray, God, that you would be with them. Lord, encourage them. But God, let your love shine through those children today, Lord. Let them feel your love encompassing them, Lord. God, we are asking you, Lord, that their lives, Lord, will matter for you, Lord. That they will grow to know you and to live for you, Lord. Father, we praise you and we glorify you in everything today, Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We praise you, Father. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We ask all these things in your name, Lord. We ask all these things in your name. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. I realize that right now who you may be with some family that you're not with every single day. You're not. But let's let's take to heart. Let's be people of prayer, praying for each other, sharing with each other, loving each other. We, You know what? There's enough crazy stuff out here in the world that to, to come against us, but we all need each other. We do. We need each other. I hadn't planned to do this, but I, but I feel like I need to ask this. Is there anybody here today that just really would like to have special prayer? Whether you, whether you feel that you have a need or something that you want to share about, but you just feel like today, I, I need a touch from God. Anybody, for any reason. 